One set. Camera rolling. Sound. The good. The bad. And the just plain standard. Take one. Salut. Hey. All right. Welcome back to the good, the bad, and the just plain standard podcast, where we provide you with our informed opinions on movies we watched together. We are your hosts, Adam, Anouk, and Yann. Today is all about filth. Starring. <laughs> Sorry, I had a good sip of a cramp orange and spite. No, was it? It smells so good. It's, uh, it it's spiced orange and mm. cranberry tea. Oh, it's, it's yummy. Because we're so hipster audience. So hipster. <laughs> Um, Sorry, okay. I'll do that again. Uh, starring James McAvoy, Jamie Bell, Eddie Marson, Imogen Poots, Brian McCarty, Eamon Elliott, Gary Lewis, John Sessions, Shauna McDonald, Jim Broadbent, Joanne Frogger. I could go on. I mean, there's many amazing people in this. Yeah. Shirley Henderson. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, anyone else that. With an amazing voice. With her. Oh, she's adorable. Um, um, but yeah, that that's pretty much it. So, filth. Um, did you notice the weird structure, the tapeworm thingy? Uh, well, I remember. I should remember seeing trailers for this because filth was kind of the the knowing that filth was coming out was kind of a big deal because um, everyone's ever since Train Spot, which we haven't reviewed yet, but we will. Ever since Train Spotting came out, uh, everyone wanted T two. They wanted to know what happened, so it was a big thing when everyone heard that. They're making another Irvin Welsh novel. Although, to be fair, there had been one. Uh, they made Ecstasy, which is another one of Irvin Welsh's one. Uh, the film isn't that well received. I personally have not seen it, so I won't pass judgment on it. Um, but I, I remember it being on Netflix and having... When it was star ratings on Netflix, it was a lower star. So I'm like, okay, maybe not. But that's probably unfair of me to say. I'll, I'll probably will watch it. <laughs> um, so this was a big thing. Um so we, everyone saw the trailers and it was exciting because James McAvoy perfectly fits the whole, the character of, uh, oh, I forgot his name already, his character's name, because oh. it's terrible. Bruce? Uh, Bruce, of course it's Bruce. Yeah. Hi, Bruce. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bruce. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a big thing. Did I notice the tapeworm thing? No, not in the not the first time I saw it. No, I, had looked, up, I looked up later because everyone's talking. How are they making a film about, it's from a perspective of a tapeworm, which it isn't. There are chapters in the book about uh, from the point of the tapeworm yeah because it, it becomes sentient yeah basically that's that's apparently the whole i haven't read the book but apparently that's so they decided i'm guessing to miss oh no well no, i've read no, well, you've no, no. seen I this, just... this weird thingy that goes across the the pages that's the actual tapeworm yeah i yeah i i've i've heard that that's um and it and it kind of spells out eat or something um oh we can we can get yeah, we the book the that's uh, well Jan finds that's it. how professional we are <laughs> uh, like <laughs> have it yeah well Jan looks for the page a page with that on it i have read train spotting skag boys and porno uh which are the three series about the grenton and so forth there is actual discourse in there oh i see so it's like the shape of a tapeworm yeah that's in a way and most of the time it's uh th there's actual words in there but most of the time during the all the start, it's mostly letters. Uh, 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 just, oh, let me find one there. Mm. Well, it's not all the way through, evidently. Irvin <laughs> mm. Welsh has a style of um, putting... It's existed ever since Trainspotting, actually. Um, oh, it's like in the middle of the... Yeah, and there's like O's and loads of... Uh, yeah. Loads of letters. So it's like binary. He's a very experimental writer, uh, yeah. Welsh. Um, in the in the beginning in Trainspotting, which we have here, 
uh, there are chapters called um, junk dilemmas um, are, that are numbered. So and they're they're very stylistic. And uh, currently, me and Anouk are listening to the audiobook from Audible, read by a fantastic Tam Tam Dean Byrne is the narrator of and. Um, Trainspotting, and I believe most of Irvin Welsh's novels because he's very, very good. Yeah, um, but one thing that I on in the film was um, Jim Broadbent supposed to be the tapeworm. Yes, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, because obviously you have the photo, the paintings in the background, but he's dressed up as a doctor. Well, the first time we see him, he is genuinely a human being. That's the tapeworm. Is the idea is that the tapeworm is like his doctor almost mm-hmm. so that's how we get the imagery of jim broadbent being the tapeworm later on in the film okay and of course you do have that random image where when he's having a bit of an episode he there's like a, a tape there's an actual tapeworm isn't there uh yeah yeah men disguised as take like um yeah yeah um, how do you call that uh, um, yeah with the the tiny thingy in the like tardigrades, kind of tardigrades, kind of stuff. Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, with the with the teeth and the tie. Yeah. Okay, so a quick <laughs> quick plot summary for those who have not seen Filth. Yeah, and the reminder: it's your month, and I have no notes, so you go wherever. Okay, you want. It's, uh, I keep forgetting that Scottish month is on me. I really should like be like go. Um. So story goes that um, Bruce is a detective for the Lovian Police, which is a district uh, area of Edinburgh. Uh, and there's a current promotion coming up at work, and he wants the promotion badly. And then the rest of the film is his antics of him trying to solve a recent racially charged murder, which will basically, if he solves this murder, he will get the promotion, essentially. And it's then just the antics of Bruce's life and how they spiral out of control rapidly. Yeah. I mean, his own mental health, basically. Yeah. Gets him in in the way. Well, the thing the thing that I vividly remember uh, from the first time watching this is like he is unlikable. He is like disgraceful as a human being. But the way it's shown in the film is that you like him. I remember the first time watching this liking him, and only as I got older. I think I saw this when I was about sixteen. Six. Hang on, it came out in two thousand fourteen, I think, or thirteen. I didn't see it the year it came out. Def. Whenever it came to Netflix is when I saw it. Um. That might be even later, but um, I was still a teenager. I was at the end of my teenage years. Mm. I uh, I I don't think you like him. I think you pity him. The first time I remember liking him, but but that I, I this will bring us into an interesting conversation me and Luke actually had last night about um, Scottish humour in a way. I think a lot of Scottish people will quite like Bruce in this film to begin with, for sure. Yeah, he's kind of attitudey. And swears a lot, and it's all. Bleh. I'll be honest. I know a Bruce. A lot of Scottish people will know a Bruce. Mm, good eye. Okay. <laughs> good eye. Okay. <laughs> uh, we all have that one mate that is a bit like that. I do. I won't say who it is because they might listen. <laughs> I actually have to think about who I think Bruce is, but I have a rough idea. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's totally referential. It's the same in Trainspotting as well. There's a whole point in Trainspotting that they talk them. Like, nobody in their right mind would be friends with Begbie, but it's better to have him as a mate than an enemy. That's true. Yeah, this is a special dude, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he likes to uh, manipulate people around him, so mm. that can be quite dangerous if because he, he doesn't have any empathy, 
So no, not at all. It's just kind of really messed up. Um, Bruce's boss in this is uh, an aspiring uh, screenwriter, right? <laughs> and at, at one point, you can see him um, reading the um, uh, Christopher Vogler uh, Hero's Journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, they. That's what you would be reading if you were an aspiring screenwriter. Yeah. They did their homework. Uh, yeah, they're right. The the police, uh, the their boss is just great. <laughs> He's one of the best characters in it. This is the thing as well. It's a very, very good look at police as well, actually. Um, Especially because there are people like that. Like, there are loads of people like Bruce who will, you never know if they're actually racist because they'll make jokes and they'll say things, but you'd never know if it's actually in earnest or not. Yeah. So I don't even know after watching that film if he actually is racist, homophobic, misogynistic. Well, it's a whole thing of um, race, race. It's just a bit of racial, racial banter. I remember that at school. Um, people would say like outrageous things, as you do at school, because you know people do. Um, and you'd be like, oh, it's just a bit of racial banter. But then you get into the real world and you think, Christ, if I said that to somebody, like how bad is that? I think that exists in friends group when it's when it's an enclosed group of people. And I think that's the same in any workplace as well, to be fair, which is, you know, there's a, like a, it's a very lads atmosphere in that whole, in the whole police department in this film, for sure. Which is why Amanda, played by Imogen Poots, um, mm. is hounded. Oh, yeah. And she basically gets a job because she has sex with, or... Well, that's what they believe. But that's what I'm getting to. That she's, and there is no sign that she is sucking someone off no. to get the job no, like there they didn't get any it was just because she's a young pretty woman well this is the beautiful thing about um Irvin welsh is that it's so bang on what the protagonist believes and that's very true in the film too in the book you because it's all p point of views perspective characters uh for example train is the four that you see in the film renton spud sick boy and begbie you get these four characters perspective and there are others scattered throughout but every chapter is about what they think. And I think that translates very well into this film. This film is absolutely from the mindset, the viewpoint, and the opinion of Bruce throughout. And that's why you kind of like him. Because he likes himself in a way. He has to, otherwise, like, why would he function? Yeah, it's not... Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not getting um, an opinion at any point from other people who despise him. You just get... No, you get to all. know... What is what is from the inside, what he's living, what he's going through. So, yeah, obviously, you, you, you sympathize, kind of. Yeah, you do. I also, I as I haven't read it, I, I, I don't know. I, there were a few things that I got confused about. Um, you know, when um, he's in the supermarket and he's about to get a bottle, uh, of, wine bottle of wine at the end of the film. Yeah. And he sees Carol, the real Carol, um, <laughs> his, his ex-wife, with a new man. Who happens to be black so that, that that can be something that maybe made him racist probably yeah um and and stacy his daughter and carol looks really scared yeah that's and you just true. kind of think like what the hell did he do to you i don't know if that's um, that's explained in the book because i don't think it would be it might very well be i might be just total 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 rubbish there actually but um I think the argument I would make is because I don't think Bruce sees it as his fault. We might not see it in the book. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think he. He like he. He keeps on saying things like, "I don't know." Like I don't know. I think they left me, and I don't know why. 
Like he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's like he blacks out. Oh, clearly it's delusional with his whole antics that he gets up to, which we'll bring up later on, because uh, I don't want to bring that in. That's a good discussion to have later on. Mm. Uh, and with plot point too. Um, but I want to go to something that I always I always wonder with, um, especially with train spotting, because I know the fact that train spotting is subtitled in a lot of countries around the world. So, Jan, how did you find watching Filth? Uh, well, it was fine, actually. Uh, I don't, I've watched it on, um, I think it was a few months ago when it was on Netflix. So I don't, uh, remember because I know for transporting, they did the standard version and they redubbed in, uh, uh, standard kind of, well, less Scottish English. (laughs) So the rest of the world would actually get anything. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't like shocked or I understood what was going on. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could be you. Well, did you understand this? A lot of the Scots go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, I I could probably read Train Spotting, and be okay. Mm. So, like, first off, I'm English, so I probably have an advantage, and also I've been here for a while. That's true. So yeah. I I kind of and and because I read so much and I watch stuff and I'm kind of in the industry, like I'm more likely to see it written, mm. like Scots written. Yeah. So. I, 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 yeah, I didn't even have to think about it. Even because I, I, and also Jamie Bell isn't Scottish. No, not at all. He does a very good accent. Yeah, yeah, very it was, good. it was good. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about Filth is that it's more, well, actually, we'll go, we'll go back to that point. Filth had a very difficult hole to fill because it was always going to be compared to Danny Boyle's train spotting, no matter what they did. It was always going to be, is it as good as this film? Is it not? So this film had a lot, uh, had a harder job of A, finding an identity, and then B, standing up to the original. Uh, I think it did well. I think it very much has its own feel and very its own vibe away from Trainspotting, which as a novel, a separate novel that has barely anything to do with the Trainspotting series, i.e. There's, there are references to characters that appear in Trainspotting, but it's not about them at all. I think it does very well. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, like um, actors, well, mega stars are always asked what was their favorite role, pretty much. And um, James McAvoy always goes back to filth. I'm not surprised. When uh, for uh, Split, when he was asked what was this uh, research, um, how he, he researched the role, he said, "Well, he he did he he went back to some of the stuff he, he worked on with filth." I can I can imagine because th- there's some really tough stuff that he has to do. Yeah, but he's met. He's bipolar, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably has a few disorders for sure. <laughs> yeah, like alcoholic. An alcoholic is one of them. Cocaine. Yeah. Um, he takes lithium something. Lithium crystals. Yeah, which I don't know what that is. Uh. I think that was in a video game called Heavy Rain, the main character did stuff like that. He was like an FBI guy, and it made you like see shit. So I think it's like a hallucinogenic sort of thing. But it looked um, prescription. So like oh, it helped with one of his disorders. Are you talking about the stuff he has on the table, or are you talking about... Yeah, like the, the tablet. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the thing he likes to snorts up his nose. Oh, I thought that was cocaine. That might be cocaine, but there, it could be easily be another thing that I was thinking of. It's probably not lithium crystals, <laughs> <laughs> it's lithium something um but yeah so obviously he, he has a doctor and he goes well, he, he, he takes tablets drugs, yeah. and stuff like but yeah no it, it's really it's really fucked especially because if you if you think about each thing that he does 
um because it's through his eyes it's kind of like played off mm. it's like ha, like dis- you kind of dismiss it as like oh that's just bruce but he rapes a girl pretty much well in the beginning no which bit do you mean like it's not rape but it's kind of sexual assault where what he does with the secretary when she thinks that he's got a bigger penis oh, than he yeah. does yeah like in a in in i would call if, that if, fraud yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but because it's an actual person the enlargement thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though it's kind of all sexual and it was like consensual, he lied to her to fuck her. I think it's like catfished, right? Yeah. It's a it's bit in that, it's, it's like in that really, really, really weird, like, gray area. Gray area of like. Bait and switch. If you say, yeah, if <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. yeah, yeah, you know. Like the Houdini. <laughs> so it's just a little bit <laughs> kind of, I don't know. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. It's like. You're actually having sex with my mate. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, yeah. But, but yeah, you kind of dismiss all of the things. But if you look at that, them each in like away from everything else, objectively, it's like. Well, let's go through his flaws then, shall we? <laughs> right. So he's a cocaine addict. Mm-hmm. He, um, he is systematically putting each other member up for promotion against each other so that he can be the one with the clearest head, which is in itself a crazy thing. Yeah. I think he probably abused his wife, uh, ex-wife. And it seems we get that sort of feel. He's, what else does he do? He he, he bullies his only friend, uh, Clifford. Oh, Cl- Blades? Bladesy, or Clifford Blades. Poor Clifford. <laughs> so sweet he um what else happens that he's, um he's about. prank calls oh yeah he's he's the phantom phone caller for bunty mm-hmm. yeah uh, which but then becomes kind of abusive because it's like oh, yeah. over and over again and then they they have they have uh phone sex and then they have actual just, they have just, actual sex later on yeah 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 they do that has to be one of the saddest scenes i've ever like tragic scenes i've ever seen oh because midway he tells her that he that no, not not that bit. The bit when they're husband. on the phone. Oh god! Because he's yeah. like crying and all that shit, and, and he's like, looking at his ex-wife like on the screen. Yeah, like Jesus. And he's pretending to be someone else, and he's crying. It's just mental the amount of shit that God, <laughs> this guy does. I think the lads call it cranking. Oh, and the other thing is he's he's cheating. He's having sex with one of his colleagues' wives. Yes. Who mm. tries to kill himself? Yeah. Then he tries. Yes. Then he kills himself, and he's. Uh, trying to frame the metrosexual guy as actually being gay oh Oh, that's a big huge thing he's like he's he's bullying other members of the police force while being the union rep yeah that's very true and also because he's the one that writes the graffiti graffiti, but then goes to the i can't remember the detective sergeant the the main constable probably chief constable and says he's allowed to be whoever he is in his own private time. But because, so he kind of plays everyone against each other because obviously he knows that the boss mm. is, is homophobic. I mean, that, and will that, fire him. that scene has my favorite line of the whole film. It's like, actually chief, there's advertising gay, gay magazines in other parts of the country. This isn't some other part of the country. This is Scotland by Christ. <laughs> Which is my favorite line in the entire film because you just see the over dramatic like want of this character wants to be a screenwriter and you just see this being a like a really dramatic line, but it's just so well delivered. It's just excellent, especially because I don't know. 
about anyone else and I'm sure loads of people go through their own um like bad shit when they're I don't know non-conformist but I think like Glasgow is like a great place to be gay <laughs> especially because it's like so um happy no, it's very polite it's a very new modern city Glasgow well central Glasgow I don't know what it's like on the the towns surrounding Glasgow, which you could say are Glasgow, but they won't say they're from Glasgow. Like, if you ask them where you're from, they'll say, like, Clyde Bank. Bishop Briggs. Bishop Briggs are places. They won't say they're from yeah. Glasgow. They'll say they're from this place. That's true. I don't know how they would feel, because I've never lived there. I live in Glasgow. But I feel very much like the city itself is up and coming. Cumbernauld. Which is good, but Cumbernauld. not Cumbernauld. Mm. Cumbernauld is a... Craig Ferguson's uh, birthplace. I, uh. I've only ever been to one part of Cumbernauld, which is on the bus you drive through, like, this monstrosity of a shopping centre, which is, like, it looks like a part of a spaceship. Oh, it's awful. It looks totally bizarre. Like, it's not mm. It's not great. I wouldn't want to live there. Well, from the bus, Sorry, Cumbernauld anyone. does not look good at all. Well, he's, uh, Craig Ferguson is spreading the Cumbernauld hate all over the world. I don't blame he, him. he hated it. <laughs> Yeah, most people are. I mean, the UK, right? We had a we had a book out. There's a <laughs> there's a book in the UK called the world, the, the country's shitest or worst towns. It's the only ever book that they went whoa whoa whoa. We've got to make a second one because so many people complained that their town wasn't in it. <laughs> right? This is the only country where you'll have an argument going. You think your town's shit? Whoa! You haven't been to mine. It's it's there's a weird com- camaraderie to that really strange way no matter where you're from you'll always go oh shit nobody ever says their place is great and if you are you're lying yeah i, th- I like london but you that well, it's not a small town though uh, this uh anecdote this joke like they said uh, two years ago at acs like uh, when you're you're going to edinburgh you have to go through falkirk but you're not from falkirk you're just passing through just yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, worry yeah. it's just yeah but that that, that that's kind like of, learning from failure well, like if you're going from A to B, you might have to go through failure. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means you're <laughs> passing through. Well, I'm from Dunfermline and there's like a rivalry between Dunfermline and Falkirk. In fact, recently, this is true, uh, audience, uh, Dunfermline Athletic Football Club, which is the football team of Dunfermline, played Falkirk, right? Uh, Dunfermline has a player who has what has has one eye and at the end of the match the some some falkirk fans because i'm not degrading falkirk i'm degrading this section of fans from falkirk uh through like plastic eyes onto the football pitch mm-hmm. you know like these googly sort of eyes that you get for halloween like just threw them on the floor the 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 pitch i'm like come on guys that's, that's so sad that's so pathetic and so cruel as well it's like throwing a banana peel at Dave Chappelle. Like you would, yeah. Or you wouldn't throw like a if if like Adam Hill's on stage, you wouldn't throw prosthetic legs at him, would you? Yeah. Well, it's like it's, <laughs> no, you you wouldn't, would you? Haters. Like somebody comes <laughs> on in a wheelchair, like everyone chucks their wheelchairs on the stage. It's like it's just stupid. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, Bunny said in there, she hated the in the questionnaire. She didn't like trolls, but yeah. and she specified haters because I love trolls, but not haters. Don't I love trolls if, too. <laughs> I I, t- I like to troll, like which for me is uh, going to a conversation and uh, make a joke totally irrelevant to the subject, <laughs> mm. or do a nice comment, like I did a comment on the Skywalker sound and uh, post on Instagram. Oh, I saw this. this yeah, it's the best comment ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I. Sorry, I don't know that one. Oh, we didn't ask you. Okay, we should probably. 
Guest segment. Ooh. <laughs> guest segment. So, Ooh. so Alexa. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Stop. Yeah, okay. I should probably ah, uh, I should have fixed that beforehand. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. If she comes on again, we could get her. We could get what she thinks. Turn off. Okay. Please. Oh dear. Yeah, this there's, there's just so many things wrong with this guy. One of the most messed up thing that I didn't mention is he's so mean to the homeless guy. Like okay, outside it's the booky window. One. Oh, it's just so many wrong things. Which make it funny because it's so what else do you do it's like laughing at a funeral like you don't know what to do so your body like just goes <laughs> yeah that's laughing because you you're in such a weird situation you can follow it as well because it's gradual like his gradual demise basically yeah. and so you can kind of feel like you're going through it with him and like that's probably why you feel sorry for him because it's it's kind of disorientating and horrible and like it c- can't be nice. No. <laughs> like, at all. Horrible. Like those animal heads that he keeps on seeing. Yeah, they keep, they make it, yeah. I don't, uh, that must be part of the whole like overdosing and this going slightly mental. Yeah, I mean, I know that if you take too much cocaine, it can like mess up your... I think that's true for any drug, really. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not clearly a family friendly movie. What age did you see this first time? Uh, I must have been about 16. I wasn't young, it was definitely, I was in my later years of high school. I might have been like sixth year, which is about, how old was I in sixth year? I think it was about three years ago. I at least 16, 17 for sure. Maybe even 18. I'm, well, I'm glad that I didn't see it when it came out, because I would have been young. Oh no, sorry, it was 2000, was it 2008 or 1998? No, 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 that's the book. The book came out in like 2005. I think this came out, when did this come out? I should look that up. I'll look it up for you. God's sake, as soon as I run the show, it's like it falls apart. 1999, the the book. Yeah, the book. It's 99, and then the film is probably... 2013. 2013, right. Oh, okay. Oh. So I was... God, how old was I? I really should know this. How many years ago was that? It's only five years ago. Five years ago, so I was, what, 20... 17. I didn't see it the first year. I was 18 then, because I think I saw it the year after it came out. Yeah. I've, I, I didn't see it in the cinema. I wasn't old enough because it probably was in 18. Well, I took, it took uh, years because my uncle um, told me a while back that he, it was clearly one of the most impressive acting performances in his life, mm. uh, James McAvoy. So I finally ended up seeing it. Now, in French, it's called Ordure, by the way. <laughs> okay. Which is kind of a bin trash or the... But what yeah, yeah garbage yeah yeah kind of more than filth but whatever garbage and i finally watched it last year and a few months ago again uh, i took some time just like captain fantastic which my uncle also advised me to watch um which i finally did yeah yeah i i uh, it's, it's great it's it's so it's there's also something it does very well which i admire a film for doing is like you can't tell what time of the, what it is because it's definitely not 2013 it's it's easily around either 90, 98 or mid 2000s because nobody has a mobile phone. Yeah, there are no kind of fancy laptops. He sends a, a video package at the end for Bladesy, and all the TV, even the TVs when you turn on go. Psh! Yeah, they have the static. They have the static. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs> little, little touches like that, I like. That's very good. Also, the and big, he reads the um... teletext for the 
the betting yet. It's on teletext. And also, the big one would be Frank Sidebottom show is on te- on television at a slotted time. So that has to that has to give away what time the film is at. Because it was, I mean, it's just weird. Oh yeah. No, no idea how that got on TV. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? I think any soundtrack from a Navin Welsh book is amazing. Because I bring this up because Trains, the album, for, we'll talk about this in the Trainspotting episode, but that is a classic, the soundtrack for Trainspotting. So I'm curious what you guys think of the music choices for songs in this one. I didn't really think about the music. Yeah, same it, here. It kind of like just, maybe because it was so good, it just kind of melted into the, the whole scene. So I was, yeah. I'd have to listen to it and, and, and think about it like the music rather than the whole film. Well... The reason I bring that up is because of the very first song we hear. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. It starts off with walking in a winter wonderland. It starts off with that. It's a, this is a Christmas movie. It's really not. But Absolutely <laughs> not. Well, there's a, and, the, and there's a Christmas party in it. But apart from that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It's, so only that, a Christmas, it's only a Christmas film because it's like ever, based in a time of the, in Christmas time. God, has anyone had that bad at Christmas? No. Do you ever? Do you ever have any Christmases when you were in the Navy and just you were on a boat at Christmas? Oh uh, yeah, loads. How were they? Well, it well it was fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, just it, a normal day. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen worse. It's like I was not involved, but like people that actually. Um, were supposed were, had babies that they were not there for the delivery mm. because we were on mission. Oh wow, gee! Or even, but they knew, so they 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 were conscious about the fact. But in in uh, on submarines, you can't, of course, you're not if your mum dies or whatever something happens, you're not made aware until you're back. Come back up, of course. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess because emotionally, you could mess up the mission or whatever you're mm-hmm. oh that's awful did you, did you do submarine stuff no nope. i was gonna ask i'm like how the hell would you function on, in a submarine like that's to me that if you're claustrophobic in any way that's like the worst don't do it i think i could handle being in space but danger under the ocean i don't think i could handle like i'm more scared of what's underneath than what's above I can't do either. I felt like th- this whole thing of like kids wanting to go up in space and everyone being like, oh yeah, I'd love to go up in space. I'm like, no, yeah. no way. Exactly what I said in the track episode, you were not there, so we can elaborate a bit more. That oh, thin layer between complete uh, deep space and us living is just too... Too much. So, no, that's not for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Won't happen. No, <laughs> no. scares the you, you hell out of me. You wouldn't be running after Felix Baumgard record. I think that got broken actually as well. Somebody else did it or something like that. But anyway, he's the most known for, you know, jumping from near enough the highest point of the, sh- the stratosphere where you can jump from. No, I won't pay 13,000 um, euros to get into a Russian uh, jet to go oh, to, to the limit to 100, 100 kilometers and to fill the, the space. No, um, no, no, no. What do you think What do you think's more likely? The fact of uh, not average people being able to travel in zero G without having to spend a fortune or the chance of them making another Dark, dark Materials movie? No, not Dark Materials, Dark Universe, sorry. That's Philip Pullman I was thinking about. Because uh, uh, the joke is the fact that Tom Cruise, the mummy movie, starts with him in zero G. And mm. I, I reckon that movie was just made so he could have a go in zero G. Mm. Yeah. Even though Tom Cruise could afford that. 
Yeah, I mean, loads of people can afford that. It's not. And it's funny the space and um, the submarine analogy because in space you've got all the zero that is that you've got some pressure inside the spaceship and nothing outside, so it's like it wants to expand. But and will kill you. And that's the exact opposite uh, with a submarine. So we've got all that pressure and who wants to just crush you. And yeah, submarine. I I was a volunteer um, up until the point where I realized that you, we j- you just had to be a volunteer. They, they had so little. So <laughs> they didn't have anyone, any volunteer. So you just had to be a volunteer and you would go. So I was, oh, okay, no, finally. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever the stuff you've been trained on, it would you would just go and be retrained or whatever. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh my god, that's mental. That's like um, when they started the airborne infantry in America. If you in Band of Brothers, they talk about how um, it was like. So there's a division of the the army there. You jump out of an aircraft into battle, and it was like hell no. They're like it's an extra fifty bucks a month. They're like yes, I'll do that. I'll volunteer to jump out of a moving aircraft. Yeah, well, us it's not a month, but. You, you've get every time you do a jump, you've got more, you've got extra, mm. and you can also do some diving. You get extra, but submarines. Uh, as a submariner, you get automatically three times as much every month. Bloody hell! Yeah, and um, you can retire way early because let's say you do, let's say you do a year on board, it counts as three. Wow. And you need 40 or 30 or 40 years to actually retire. So you don't have to do 10 years as opposed to 30 yeah. years. Mm. Wow. That's mental. It makes total sense, though, because like the idea of putting yourself in that situation and cut off from the rest of the world. like <laughs> You could come back up, right, and the whole world has changed and you wouldn't know. And you, you wouldn't see daylight. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, sure. And, well, the only way to is by the... Uh, you have got the clock and the red light that comes when the dark is supposed to be. Oh, my God. But there are two things that are still not allowed on board submarines. And that's depressing. Well, smoking, but I'm fine. I don't smoke. <laughs> uh, but the other one, uh, which would be too much for me, uh, no women. No women. Nah. Can't live without women. What? <laughs> Why? Because they've watched how it were how it happens on board standard ships, <laughs> and you're not supposed to have sex with your uh, your with your mates, and it happens. On re- awesome. And on board submarines, it would be just too, too complicated. I mean, you couldn't avoid them. You'd and what? Be, and what if you'd be changing the tor- you'd be changing the torpedoes are going? How's how are you? Oh, I just oh, fell on her. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I it just didn't. Ha- it just <laughs> happened like that. I wasn't planned. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, what if she becomes pregnant or and you have a baby <laughs> like in a submarine? We need to go up. Uh, no, we're not. We're not going to surface. No, you don't understand. The we first, need to. The first two years of that baby's life will be underwater. Yeah, because oh, you've got God. two types. You've got the smallest ones without nuclear weapons. Which are they are doing port of calls often, but they are the big ones, the launchers. Yeah, they stay three months underwater without getting up. So yeah, that's a bit more. Uh, yeah, I know that's oh that, that's crazy. So ninety days underwater, mm. crazy man. Crazy. Just can't. It's just, uh. Anyway, um, like filth. Filth is really good. <laughs> it's a great film. Mm, yeah. Yes, yeah, so if no, if if someone hasn't seen it, like do it now. Go. <laughs> what else does I wanted, I wanted to bring up when I was watching it? Um, I can't remember now. I was enjoying that Navy conversation. <laughs> this is a problem with our podcast sometimes. Like we, because, it's a, because we're now a discussion podcast as opposed to a review, we just start talking and 
the fact that we just ended up talking about that was more interesting than just like trying to critique this film. I will have some critique though. Um, what do you think of this movie? Is this movie a comedy? What do you what do you class this as? A drama? I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dark comedy drama, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because you get laughs. Well, that, is that the classification depending on what the, the filmmaker intended? Mm. That's a good debate, actually. Because, well, look at The Room, right? It was meant to be a, a Tennessee Williams-style drama, but he changed his mind when it started getting cult following as a, as a comedy. He's like, oh, it was always meant to be a comedy. I don't think... I don't... I think it's... I don't know how you choose. I don't think the, the direct, obviously the director should know what style of film they're making, but if it gets received as something else, yeah, that's I don't, another I, debate. Yeah, and I don't think that that would be the director's fault. No, neither do I. Um, because sometimes you think of something in a way and then other people are like, nope, no way. So I feel like me watching it, it was, it was like a black comedy. Mm. Well, I've been using for all the previous movies to classify them, the stuff that we get on Wikipedia, and on Wikipedia it says it's a British crime comedy drama. Crime comedy drama. Crime comedy drama. British. I, okay. I mean, it is very British because it, it's quite hard hitting. So you've got this, and you've got Hot Fuzz. <laughs> well, well, that's, 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 that's more that's, like satire, or, or still uh, a crime drama. Yeah. It's still a yeah. crime drama, essentially. Well, police drama. Yeah, yeah, highly comedical. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean those. Yeah. Did you guys ever? Ha- did you guys have a bet that you thought this is pretty funny? Yeah. I quite like the whole boat when he <laughs> he breaks blades his glasses in Hamburg, and like he they're looking at the <laughs> they're looking at the boat, and James McAvoy Bruce just goes up and goes. Do you think they put this in a bowl? <laughs> it's like no, don't touch it. And then he like breaks it, and it's like oh god. And because he can't see, he puts it like on the floor. <clears throat> yeah, he, like chucks it on the floor. <laughs> It's very well done. It's very well done. Shout out, shout out to Sandstorm, by the way. That made an appearance in this film. Oh, um, when he take when he spikes they, him, they go clubbing. Well, the clubbing, they go to a bar and to get some spikes him. Yeah, which seems like a gay club. I don't. Well, I think it's just European. Yeah, but and we know because we've been clubbing in Germany that it's there isn't. Well, obviously, there are specific places like gay clubs. It's not like Britain where it's like there are specific clubs that are for gay people and straight people won't go mm, even though they do which even though they do because god it's so messed up here isn't it like so that so there'll be there'll be gay clubs where girls will go because they don't want to get hassled by guys but guys will go because they know the girls are going just because they don't want to be hassled by guys it's really it's a weird vicious cycle even though I would say that the vibe in a gay club is incredible. It's amazing. Well, we went to one in London, wasn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so good. And it's so much better than most straight clubs or whatever that means. Yeah. Um, but no, um, that's also another fucked up thing. He, because he spikes his mate and then doesn't help him when he like freaks out. Because <laughs> yeah. he has too much drugs. Like, that's so dangerous. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm, mm. I actually liked... The um, enlargement bit—that's you know there is this uh, the, the, all, all the the um, third and fourth wave feminists that say that about the male gaze. You know, like oh she's pretty, you shouldn't be doing that. But it took me thirty years to realize that there is a very strong female gaze too. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and also like there's so much feminism that's just wrong because like a man is allowed to tell a woman that she's pretty. I don't see what the problem 
is there it's is, only when they're like oh you're pretty that's all i care about that's when it becomes a problem there is you know about the me too i've just read there is a movement of a hundred french uh, actresses or entertainment um, women that just did a tribune well an article in uh, le monde denouncing the witch hunt hmm. okay. of me too yeah yeah and it's quite uh, that's exactly summarizes where I stand on that subject. And uh, I don't know if we will keep that in a brave episode, the whole patriarchy thing. It's just when I hear that, I go berserk. I, I, so that's, I'm sorry about that, but it just doesn't make sense. And, and they address that subject also in, the, in that article, which I probably need to translate at some point because I haven't, I've only seen extracts and it's just not enough. And it's very, very, yeah. But I think it's bandied about a lot. Like it, I don't think it means what it should mean. Um, I think there are other cultures that are actually actually patriarchal. Like they, like men rule and women do the housework. And obviously, we're not that culture. Um, so in a sense, we it isn't. But I think what they're saying is is that um, women are kind of told from you know baby toddler onwards like yeah, that they are they are less than men that's 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 all that i think women mean when they say patriarchal society that we're brought up differently and that's a problem but i feel like that's kind of the only problem <laughs> i sometimes wonder is the problem the problem is equality correct yes but i think the problem now is that that we don't want women don't want equality we want like a comeuppance I was going to say, um, I like some some factions. Every, everyone wants the equality, but some factions don't value it from other people. Like, is there a faction of it that won't accept equality from a from a man? Like, they want to earn it themselves. Like, it's a whole it's a whole rabbit hole because, like anything in the world, there isn't one thought, train of thought. You know, like no matter what you believe in, like everyone in reality is a feminist because everyone wants equality for women. Right. It depends. Well, yeah, but the thing is, it depends on the time in history. Because first wave, they wanted the suffragettes. They wanted equal the right to vote, mm. which is, in my view, vote a scam anyway. So they would better have been off without it. Because, uh, yeah, uh, second wave was about uh, what was second wave about? I, well, I don't remember. But patriarchy came with the. Oh, yeah, it was a sexual uh, equality, the second wave, I think, yeah. Oh, Third wave yeah. came with the, all the patriarchal stuff, uh, man-hating, pretty much. And the fourth one is all the social um, social media, uh, going full frontal on social media. Hmm. And, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, patriarchal, it's like rape culture. If we lived in a rape culture, rape would be encouraged would not be prosecuted and it's not it's just it's it's not it's not it's not allowed it happens yeah but you if you're if you're found out you're you're in for a nice treat in the ass in prison mm. <laughs> uh, yes 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 but also no because there are lots of rape cases that don't get prosecuted because people don't know how to deal with it and that's one thing that we should probably talk more about that yes of course rape is, a, is bad and everyone knows that from like top to bottom but the fact is we still don't know how to talk about it and we're still victim blaming and we're still and also the, the, 
I think the problem is, is it's become like just a woman's problem and it's not like men get raped all the time. Mm. So it's not a woman's problem. This is a societal problem. So it's, it, I think that the problem is, is that women, some women have been very man hating, like completely. I totally agree with that. People use um, movements to stick their own agendas. Yeah. And people it's have throughout history, no matter what, whether it was about crusades or whether it was about the black movement in the 70s to the 90s, no matter what it was, people would use it to put their own agendas. Yeah, that forward. bullshit thing of like, all lives matter. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. off. Come on now. <laughs> like, yeah. we all know that white people's lives matter. It's just that like, we should, black lives matter too. I think that's what it then became. Black lives matter too. Yeah. Um, And that's basically what this should become. It's not, you know, it's not, women woo and women are amazing it's like women are here too and we can also be around like if you're talking to educated people they know that immediately but what we don't what sometimes we don't think about is that the world is fucking stupid like there are lots of really dumb people in this world yeah do you know what i mean who think that i shouldn't be here who think Jan shouldn't be in Glasgow because he's not from here? That type of bullshit. Yeah, because you because you two are well, your your mum's European and you know you you because your parents aren't weren't British citizens. They would argue that like you're not actually. That's a very good point to talk about in the, the whole Brexit discussion, the whole immigrant <laughs> hating thing, right? Which was that was its whole thing. Like there was a. <laughs> Like the whole camping of everyone that voted leave is like a racist. Um, many people voted leave because of the bureaucracy of the European Union. I I'm going to say this now. I voted to stay, okay, because I'm an actor and I need the, the you know it was it made sense to me. Also, I I wasn't going that way, so I was remain. Um, but I know I know people personally that voted leave because of bureaucracy. But then the the main thing we remember is everyone's like get the immigrants out, and you see these the footage of all the people like oh it's all about the foreigners, and we know this because we did a play about this called Leftover like two years ago, um, and a lot of the monologues I I did a part that was written uh, basically somebody that got <laughs> I played a I played a man who uh, couldn't get any work anymore because all these Europeans uh, were taking my job. It wasn't the fact that I was lazy. No, it was the fact that they were stealing my job. Beside the point. Um, yeah, there's, it's just, I don't even know where I was going with this. Yeah, there's something I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is why I was, I was basically allowed to vote for leave or remain, even though I'm not associated in any way <laughs> with uh, Scotland or Britain or, it's weird, just because it's, I'm in Europe, I don't, I don't, it was weird. I, I, I don't know how it works. I, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know how the voting whole thing works. Like, if you're allowed to be here, sometimes you can vote for certain th little things, but other things you can't vote for. I think because it was a referendum. Oh, they wanted to know be, your... That might be why. I don't think you could vote in it. It would be a general election thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a case of, like, there's a law that was put in place that you couldn't just, like, get a load of students over to vote for you Some kind of a european citizen yeah and it was yeah. a european thing yeah well yeah. because and you well actually they respected the referendum because we had a referendum in 2003 i think we said no we're not want to go into europe so they waited a few years and they did that in closed doors and we entered anyway <laughs> oh so at least in here they respected their word oh wow. they respected the population's uh, choice yeah okay um we have shifted massively, haven't we? Well, uh, yes, but also no, because um, I know that um, Irvin Welsh um, in Filth is basically talking about working class Scottish issues. 
you know there's like racially charged homophobic um misogynistic all this kind of stuff and that's kind of where it comes from that Mm. because of social media now every single person has a voice and we have to I think we have to understand that most people have no idea what they're fucking talking about. That's a good point. And they're coming from a really uneducated stance. They have no idea what they're talking about. So when they're saying like, men this and fuck men and oh, la, 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 and yeah, I'm going to pretend that he raped me so that he can, you know, be penalized for something that he didn't do. That happens all the time. Of course it does. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we have to listen to them. The other miscarriages of justice have always existed. Yeah, and words are bandied about. And yeah. I kind of agree with Jan. We're not living in a patriarchal society and in, in a sense of like, I don't know, maybe uh, somewhere else in the world, which uh, I'm trying to think, Saudi Arabia, mm. which is totally patriarchal. I completely agree. They just allowed, I think, uh, women drive just like a month ago. Like just but, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Just like, uh, just Which used. is hilarious. Um, I think the uh, the problem though is, um, and Dave Chappelle talks about this in one of his comedy sketches, that just because a law is passed doesn't mean that everyone's okay with it and they're not, and people aren't taught to not use it. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Like just like women yeah. around the world are still told from like a really young age to not do something. They're not going to do it. It's not about like not allowing women to become, to go into like high uh, professional places. It's because we're taught that we can't and we shouldn't. Uh, And because you don't see it on mainstream media. That was another thing. Like the representation of women in in media is is not of representational of what the actual workplace should be. Yeah. And that's to do with color as well. Yeah. That's a multi-issue. Yeah. There's another stance that I'm, fully advocating the uh, rich the um, the author of lord of the flies mm. asked uh, countlessly why uh, it was not girls instead of boys he said um and i'm i've shared that on one post at some point um women they want equality equity but they are far superior to men and they always have been but yeah i know so, yeah i know where this is going yeah so I don't see the point. Well, so it doesn't make sense to try to give male traits to women and that kind of stuff because it's just each, we are each our own kind of stuff. Mm. And I hate each- that so much when people, when films do that, they're like, yeah, let's make like a, a really male film and just put women in it. And it's like, that's not feminism. That's gonna, just who bullshit. Are we, who are we going to call? Ghostbusters. Yeah, we can yeah. bust ghosts. Right? <laughs> Even in history, it, it, behind, yeah, they're a bit behind, but they're always there. Napoleon would not have done anything without uh, Josephine, yep. right mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah. In that sense, you get the male names in history, but there is always the brain. I would say next to him, or kind of. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it's difficult to 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 verbalize, but mm. yeah, those new feminism waves are most of the time about man hating. So uh, not equality, but superiority of females. Yeah, it's like they it's like they want, and I I, I feel like um, people of color uh, do this too. They talk that they, they're like they're racist themselves because they feel like they sh- they have. Um, a superiority complex because they've for for years and years and years they do you know what I mean like they they have been able to they've been told that they're what like less superior so now 
whites are less superior and it's just like whoa 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 like we're doing this wrong like this is just yeah. wrong fire with fire sort of thing yeah mm. do not fight fire with fire it doesn't fucking work well look at the successful people in history like gandhi you know yeah i mean i heard martin gandhi luther, was an asshole like as well. martin luther king these sort of people that didn't they fought back in a different way yeah like and were have, killed have, very quickly have a better impact historically you know like even Dave Chappelle talks about it. He's like, I didn't want to be, I, sh- I really didn't want to be a hero with the fact that he like just left his show because he didn't want to become what they wanted him to be. And yeah. he, he's like, I suffered for that. It's like, maybe I shouldn't. I was like, but no, you have a more positive impact on people by being like, you know, I'm sticking to my guns and doing what I believe. Yeah, because when like, he came back, he was even more successful and he probably is more successful because he did that. Yeah, the cr- credibility aspect of it, yeah. I had a thought when you were talking about Saudi Arabia. I'm like, somebody should definitely do like a statistical study of how many car accidents there were in Saudi Arabia when women were banned from driving. So that you can blow apart that myth of bad women drivers. Yeah, yeah. So if like if they did a, if they did an like an assessment of how many accidents there were in Saudi Arabia road accidents and like right, so they were all caused by men. So that's a statistical fact that like women yeah, drivers yeah, aren't necessarily bad drivers. Well, the female, the that the ones that are pushed forward, like you you know those videos that you only see videos with females for those ones. The people trying to park. Yeah. And sometimes it takes twenty minutes. Yeah. I we we don't see any of the men, so they're definitely. If I if I, uh, you should try and see me park. I'm fucking terrible. No, I mean, I mean you know when you have a trailer, yeah, yeah. So it's the whole different ball game to actually park. And uh, if they have videos of me trying to park with one of those, <laughs> yeah, like mate, yeah, I'm terrible at parking. Like, it's the worst thing. I can't put, like parallel park. Great park in a space. Nope, not gonna happen. No. Yeah, there's a lot of, and I mean, it's the same thing with like that stupid statistic of um, more and more we see men being like sexually assaulted and, and, and raped and all that. And it's like, well, yes, but probably not because it's probably because men are talking about it. Like, so that's yeah. why statistics are usually are a little bit wrong because it's about the main, the big corporations knowing about it. So how how are they going to know about it if people don't talk about it? Like men for a long time, when if they had been sexually assaulted, they would not talk about it because that's weak. That's weakness. It's like anything with history. I remember when I studied history. Um, historically, you can't, you never trust one source. You have to go first hand, second hand, third hand, and each has their own. You know, like first hand evidence can be biased because they're living in it. With it exactly, and it's the same with third hand. Third hand evidence can be bad because they weren't there and the, they've got an agenda. Mm-hmm. All the or second hand, uh, which is from some is an is the re reading of somebody is an opinion of somebody who somebody else was there, right? So there is there is their opinion is influenced by the first person plus they weren't there, so they're picking out facts from other sources, right? Yeah. Nobody I know of, unless unless they really care about an issue, looks at multiple opinions or sources. No, that's dangerous. Because nowadays we just live in a world where you can find you can find a justification for whatever you think, regardless of what you think, you will find it somewhere. The Someone earth will is flat. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> flat earth. <laughs> Um, no, exactly. but yeah, the about the female gaze again. There is a video going on, right? So as I said earlier, until I reached thirty, I always put uh, women on pedestals. I was just like I couldn't talk to them. I was just like in, in trance when I saw one I liked. Mm-hmm. And um, this video, so you have a guy who is. Uh, so we got um, a guy and a girl. The guy is like um, Thor. 
like the the god like in terms of body uh, structure it's just like incredible and uh, he goes so there's a girl filmed and she's uh, asking all these other girls she was, if they would do a threesome and they say well yeah why not and then she brings the host is bringing a nerd friend and he comes like yeah doing all nerdy crazy <laughs> stuff <laughs> and they're like uh, well we can go then Oh uh, well, n well. No, actually, I have I have someone, yeah. or I have to go, and, <laughs> and then you've got you know like the rejection matters. You've got crosses like one, two, three. So five uh, girls just said uh, no, no. From the rest. Mm. and then the the host uh, girl says, uh, well, "I'm a bit cold. Can you uh, give me your your jacket?" The the nerdy guy, and then he removes his just like just his torso underneath, and then you can see the a Greek god. Basically, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, and it takes like uh, no more than thirty seconds to get them to change their no way into yes, of course. <sighs> that's terrible. That's so terrible. Many people are fickle. Many people are fickle. We all have these qualities. Nobody, nobody in the world is the perfect human being. I mean, if you think about it, though, as well, like you, um, you can't put anyone in a box any like no. ever. Yeah, the movie is discussing plenty of issues of that sort, so it's fine that we are going in that kind of tangent. It's cool. I think if any movie makes you think about these sort of things, it's fine to keep on a podcast. Because, it's again, it's a discussion. of a, uh, That's the ultimate point of a film. It's not just a piece of entertainment. It's a thought piece. Yeah. Uh, and that gives it a good is. credit to the film to be able to get us to go to these sort of places, I think. Yeah, it makes you, th it makes you think, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is the first one of Scottish Month that I think is an is an accurate representation of what Scotland is like. I feel that this is very faithful to what, especially, especially there's a whole thing right now about Scottish police. The the sheet, the the guy in charge of the Scottish police is currently suspended for accusations of being bully, a bully essentially. In real life, yeah. in real life, yeah. Um, so the fact that the police department in this as this film is like just so all over the place. <coughs> It's very accurate. It's like any workplace, you know, like there's always something happening. I did want to bring up one last point before we sort of wrap into the end because I feel like we're close. Um, so this is a spoiler for the book if you want to read it. So in the book, it turns out that Bruce is the murderer. Yes, in the book, he okay. murders the he, Japanese kid. He, he murders the Japanese kid. So there's an even more racial police aspect to it. But in this film, it's a group of people that did the murder. I feel like that's a change, you know, because it's a film and we have to like Bruce even more. So, but I just wonder what you guys thought about that. That's interesting. Also, I think it's like quite nice that he was a bystander and then he's like transgender, transsexual. Tra I don't know if it's that. I don't, this is a bit risky. I think that he does that just to keep his wife closer. He can't stand the fact that he's lost her. Yeah, of course, but he still cross-dresses. True, that, yes, that's true. So to other people's eyes, he cross-dresses. So, he, yeah, that's true. Sorry, so, my mistake. But obviously, we, yes, the thought behind it is that he wants to keep his wife as close to him as possible. Um, but that, that also muddies the water because he's apparently this homophobic, misogynistic guy, but then he cross-dresses. Yeah, God. And complex. it's like, <laughs> where, where does your kind of, what does your thought process go with that i mean that's yeah. really messed up yeah it, it, it very certainly makes us sympathize more sympathize more with him that we don't see if it's not him killing mm. um it's just like mm. um i've watched um before we went to see the acs class of uh well last year 
um, 12 Angry Men. I've read the teleplay, I've watched the teleplay, and I've watched the movie, and there is one aspect that you don't get in the original text and in the original play, you don't see the victim at any point. Which you do in the film. In the film, you yeah. see, like, it's just like five it's seconds. The it's the court at the beginning of the film, but, yeah. Ah, so you have that kind of <laughs> reference point almost. That's interesting. It makes it more human. Like it's the, you real when they're talking about there's a human life here. Like the audience gets like there is actually a human involved. Yeah, because if they're just talking, you don't have any reference point, so you can kind of forget that it's an actual person. That the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting idea. I've I, f- I think I know what episode we'll link um, Twelve Angry Men with, and it will be one of our new shows. The um, the what the watch it one that yeah the pilot series um we'll do oj simpson versus the people and then we'll do 12 Ooh. angry men yes yes, yes. that is an amazing series mm. and that docu that oj simpson documentary is really good as well we'll have to cover that at some point too yeah i must say i've only seen uh, oj simpson in one of the naked gun movies <laughs> That's yes, the only, the only place I've seen him before. So. The, no, real, I, the real, uh, the real guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't see him in um, the 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 astronaut one that he did. Oh, the space one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It rings a bell. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Can't remember the name off the top of my head, but, but apparently I know what one you're was, on about. Um, mm, mm, mm. He was he was all right. So, do we have anything else to talk about, Phil? For I don't think we do. No. Ask the question. James McAvoy is an, um, is amazing as always. So, yeah. Okay. So, Anouk and Jan, was the filth good, bad, or just plain standard? It was very good. <laughs> I'm supposed to ask. I'm supposed to say name, aren't I? Yeah. Anouk? It was good. It was very good. Jan? Uh, it was good for uh, 18 plus. If you're uh, 12, probably not. But <laughs> No, it's still good, but it will uh, ga- yeah. lead you to themes. And if you're 12, and you should not be listening to this anyway. Uh, because we went a bit dark in there and yeah. deep yeah. and far <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Yeah. Uh, uh, good, good. I'd say good as well. It's very good. Very, good. very good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so um, let's say um, we were Adam, Anouk, and Jan. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.